0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ladies of Kamikaze podcast, where in each episode, we tackle different aspects of popular culture, including gaming, comics, movies, and more. We talk about what works, what doesn't, and our vision of a more inclusive space for everyone. The following episode was recorded last year in October 2019 at Jewelry City Steampunk Festival. On with the podcast! Hello, this is Tracy, otherwise known as Lady Dysacorn, and welcome to the Ladies' Podcast. Today, we are on the road at the Jewelry City Steampunk Festival in Attleboro, Massachusetts, about 10 miles from where I grew up to experience this festival and to marvel at the gorgeous and incredible costuming. Today, I'm joined by Marissa from Compass Rose Steampunk Festival, an amazing costumer herself, and Fox from Fox and Bear Cosplay to talk a little bit about what inspires them, the essentials to a good steampunk cosplay, their process, And tips for those wanting to start in costuming or cosplaying but don't quite know how to begin. So first, can you guys introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about your costuming history and how you got started.
1: Um, I'm Marissa Dufault. I'm the owner of um, Whimsy and Fluff Upcycled Bloomers and Skirts. um, And I'm also a theatrical costume designer. So that's where I got my start was um, in the theater. I have a bachelor's degree in theater and I started... You know, from high school and now here I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: Fox, also known as Kira from Fox and Bear Cosplay. One of many, many names that I go by. I have been actually part of this business since 2016, that's when I started it. But in terms of how long have I been doing costumes, oof. My mother actually used to make our costumes for Halloween. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that starts the book. She would, I mean, I still have a costume that she made when I was an infant. But just curiosity of how, okay, how does this get made? How does that get made? And little by little, she taught me how to sew. And then my love of Halloween it's like... <laughs> <laughs> a natural
0: connection. So let's begin with the basics. What are the essentials for good steampunk
1: so to look at it from, from you know, the outside, the first thing that people usually notice with Steampunk is the gears. Mm-hmm. Gears and goggles. Gears and goggles, gears and goggles. So that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> so So gears and goggles is a good place to start.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> so actually last year I did a panel on how to build your Steampunk outfits. The version that I took was more along the lines of the fabrics that you go for. Okay. So more like the histor- history behind, you know, um, the clothing that was used in the Victorian time frame, um, the Edwardian time frame. So it's a lot of silks and satins and cottons and natural fibers mm-hmm. and just sort of building a character around knowing the fabrics. The first outfit that I wore here back in 2017, she had a green skirt and I learned that the color green came from mercury. We all know what Mercury does. <laughs> it makes you nuts. <laughs> so, you know, I just kind of did the history side of it, oh, of learning how to put together
1: a steampunk outfit that way. The thing that I always suggest to people is figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or, who you know, if you're going to portray a character or an aesthetic or something, that's, that's where to start from. Figure out who your character is. Yep. And, and then how and complex do
2: you want to make it? Right. How simplistic do you want to make it? Um, how much time do you have? Do you have the ability to sew? Do you have the time to even learn how to put it all together, or
1: would you just go and buy it from someplace that can make it for you, or it's already pre-made? Or I'm a big advocate of thrifting. Yep. You know. Oh yeah. Like you can put together an entire steampunk outfit thrifted. Yep. It it might require some patience (laughs) and some work, but I have outfits that are 100% thrifted steampunk outfits.
0: Like and thrifting is a great way to get that inexpensively if you're on a budget. Especially thinking like students, I mean, we just had Watch City in here and which is in Waltham and there's a large student contingent that attends, like that's a really good way to allow them to cosplay on a budget.
1: Especially if you're first as you're just starting out with steampunk, you don't you're still figuring out what look you like and if you like steampunk and what character you want to portray you don't necessarily want to start spending a lot of either time and energy or money into a costume while you're still figuring it out so so thrifting i think that's where i direct people when they're first starting into steampunk is to either get that one really nice piece and then build the entire look from that or just hit the thrift store and start looking for those high-collared tops mm-hmm. and ruffles vests <laughs> and ruffles <laughs> and lace and things like that.
0: We did a Disney bounding adventure uh in Somerville in May and one we literally went from, you know, Garment District to to in, in Davis Square, there's a bunch of different um, different thrift stores. And some of the stuff that was in there was perfect. Mm-hmm. And especially at Garment District, and especially if you go into, like, and you have time to do the, pat, like, the bag, like, yeah, all you can fit in the bag, yeah. you can find some great pieces in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never done the bag one. I've always been. I, the uh, oh, man. One. It's like, I, oh, hey, there aren't even words
0: for <laughs> how fun it is. <laughs> I don't usually have the time. Well, that's the thing. You have to make the time, right, though. Yeah. Like, when we went, we were on, like, a schedule. We couldn't yeah. really do that. But if you have the time, mm. that's such a great value. Um, I saw somebody pick up something that was like scattered there that had the regular tags still on it and they just popped it in the back wow. and it was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> I want, it. I want that deal. Uh, instead I found a Minnie Mouse themed skirt nice. for like 11 bucks Nice. and yeah. the, the stuff you can find at a thrift store is, is, fantastic if you take the time and actually like look.
1: Right. Right. You do have to have some patience. And if you have some sewing skills or know somebody that has some sewing skills, then you can take it
0: to... <laughs> Fox just raised her hand. We'll talk about her Etsy store in a little bit. <laughs> but
1: you can take it to the next level, um, one of my favorite costuming hacks that I share all the time is you can take a men's suit, a jacket and pants, and turn it into a cutaway jacket because for men, it is a little bit... I don't want to say it's harder because a guy can put on pants and a vest and a tie and have a steampunk look. But if yeah, you, you know, pants and a Henley shirt expensive. Right, things. exactly. <laughs> but if you want to take it to the next level, that is a fantastic way to create a really high quality looking steampunk look yeah. with mm-hmm. just a men's suit that you can get at the thrift store for $20. You do have to have the sewing skills to, yeah. you know, to tailor, it. to tailor it and do that. But But all you do is you cut the jacket off at the waist. You open up the legs of the pants and cut that into the shape of the cutaway and sew it onto the top part of the coat and boom, now you suddenly have a period jacket for men.
0: That's so cool. it's the best costume hack I ever learned. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, that's awesome. And there I'm have been sitting there though he's <laughs> six foot one, pounds. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does become muscles. more challenging. Yeah,
1: the amount of patterns I've
2: had of Frankenstein for him.
0: Yeah.
2: Boy, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I I wore my husband's hat today, and because his head's so big, yeah. it doesn't fit me as well. But um, I had I didn't have my hat available, and my corset lost its. It's string when we when we moved, so I got to, like, replace that. So I was like, oh, man, why can't I find the things I need? Well,
2: that was me at 11. I was like, hey, I have a panel. Wait. Oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. No, I can't. Oh, crap. <laughs> Everything was, like, on
0: the table and it again mess. I'm like, no, this is not how I wanted to start the panel. I like, it's fine. It's I was bummed I missed that, but I was up here recording with the the um, ladies who I just recorded with. That's uh, a little odd. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm sure it was fine. <laughs>
2: Only because I'm digging through, like I had my pirate coat on the desk. I had everything else on the desk. Dahlia broke yeah, My mannequin's name is Dahlia. Um, I love that you name your mannequin. My, name, my mannequin's Janet. It's <laughs> better, better, better. better. I have another mannequin that actually has arms, and her name is Lizzie. Anybody know the 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 connection between the two? So black Dahlia.
0: Okay. Her name was Elizabeth Short.
1: <laughs> oh I'm a little morbid. Do you want to know why mine's named Janet? Yes. So it's it's um an antique mannequin. And on one of the boobs, <laughs> the fabric is torn. <laughs> so she's named after Janet Jackson. <laughs> oh, <Bob. laughs> well, we okay.
0: That's amazing.
2: <laughs> we, have we have Bob, which is the male mannequin. and Bear was trying to screw something in for armor and it caught the fabric underneath. So we
0: gave Bob a purple uh-huh. <laughs> So yeah, he's kind of missing the fabric. Oh, oh, my. <laughs> oh man. What are some of your favorite pieces that you've designed you've ma- designed and made, either for yourself or for someone who who ordered or requested it from you?
1: Oh my God, that is a great question. All I can think about are the things that like I've just made recently. Yeah, so right. you know what I mean. <laughs> um, well, okay, so I only made parts of it, but I just costumed. Um, in fact, it opened yesterday. A uh, Hamlet. Oh, cool! At a theater in Southern Rhode Island, and I'm obsessed with Ophelia's costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with it because you know the 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 pre-insanity costume is just this very beautiful like. Blue bodice and a silk blue skirt, but the, I don't want to call it a nightgown, but, you know, the chemise that she wears with it, because we, the way that they staged it, they, you know, staged the drowning of Ophelia in Act 2 so I wanted her sleeves to be gigantic, so she, I mean, her sleeves are massive. (laughs) They're drawstring at the wrist, so that she still has, you know, functionality in her hands, but they're just... Massive, gigantic, huge sleeves. And I'm so obsessed with that.
0: <laughs> anyway. So, is there, so there's like a string that releases and then they. No, so
1: actually they stay big and puffy. I mean, when I say they're, pu- I mean, They're again, podcast, yes. you can't see. But they're... <laughs> <laughs> and she's this tiny little thing. So the sleeves themselves are probably, I don't know, 15 inches across. I don't know what the actual diameter is. Wow. So when she does, this, you can't see me. can't. Like, when she waves when she her moves arms, her arm, <laughs> the fabric moves with her in a very it's slow, weird. deliberate, flowy process, and it just looks so so cool.
2: That's awesome. And what about? Oh boy, um, I'd have to say I hated I hated it while I was making it because there's so many yards of fabric, and I mean. Way too many <laughs> fabric. So I made I made Josephine from Samurai Jack. Oh,
1: and that's
2: awesome! And the girl was wearing it to the San Diego Comic Con out there, yes. and ugh, the amount of fabric <laughs> <laughs> it that
0: stupid thing must have been incredibly warm in that convention center. No, I... um,
2: so I I kept that in mind. Oh, um, awesome! You know what temperature it was going to be. So you know theoretically the dress should have been made out of a much heavier fabric. But because she was going to be in San Diego, I was like, okay, well, let's make the underskirt linen, so it's breathable, and then the outer skirts and everything like that were made out of cotton. So everything that she wore was completely breathable. Nice.
0: That's so cool. But
2: um, I had to, of course, alter the pattern because her skirts were dark green, light green, dark green, light green, which meant that I had to then piecemeal everything together and then... Oh, I think Bear was annoyed with me by the end and I wanted to
1: pretty much... <laughs> you hated everyone!
2: <laughs> I work in my living room, so I have a, like, a little tiny table that I work on and I've got this massive amount of fabric that I'm trying to manipulate onto the sewing machine. And... But when it was all done, you know, it's it's a gorgeous dress.
0: And, um, and it's interesting, like, the thought that has to go into where you're wearing it, how hot it's going to be your rewearability you know, probably how it's cleaned is also important. Mm-hmm. And those factors that you have to think about before actually starting are, is so important.
2: Yeah. yeah. Cause
0: I know like a day, like today, you can do the heavy skirts outside, but I don't know any, we're all in the same building. Sorry, I'm, so I'm outside skirt,
1: actually.
0: Oh, you're outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm where all of like steampunk New England yeah, is yeah, and yeah. stuff and it's hot in there Mm -hmm. and so today I wore the leather jacket but it does not stay on when we are inside because I just can't it's too hot yeah
1: I in fact I had planned my outfit for today and it was just I mean you know I had obviously planned to wear something underneath the coat but it was just a coat you know in terms of the look Mm -hmm. and then suddenly last night I was like it's supposed to be kind of warm tomorrow I Probably should prepare for needing to take my coat on at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually
2: had this planned a month in advance. Like, I had made a month in advance. I wish I'd put it on. The <laughs> 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 the shirt sleeves were gonna be, you know, if if I don't have them pinned, I have them pinned at the shoulder right now. Okay. If I don't have them pinned, they end here. <laughs>
1: like six inches. Like, exactly. Half. I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> no, that's not gonna work. <laughs>
0: Have you ever made something for someone and ended up making another one for yourself because you loved it so much? Yes. (laughs) No? No.
2: No. (laughs) Mainly, I make everything first. Yeah, okay. And then so I always have something that's, you know, I'm not going to, in order to have my store, I have to have my own uh, own. items up there. I can't have... reproduced of someone else's okay so everything has to be made by me so i already have
0: it i was like looking last night at your etsy page and i'm like i would if i was making these i would want one of everything for myself the dark (laughs) uh the dark zelda ones especially (laughs) those are amazing Yep, that one i have um and and i'm like i just i would just it would take forever for me to get through a project because I'd want one for me, <laughs> me size. <laughs>
1: My biggest struggle with, so in addition to being a costume designer, I have whimsy and fluff, which is I make, um, bloomers and skirts out of, um, vintage sheets and, um, curtains and things like that. But because I use exclusively vintage material, every single piece is one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there is no make one for somebody else, make one for me oh, yeah. because that one pair is it. And my, I say this all the time, my biggest struggle with the business is that I have to keep reminding myself that I cannot keep everything that I make. because the point is to sell it. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult (laughs) And because especially when you're making one of a kind things, they're like your children. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Uh they're like your children and I don't want to part with them to somebody that I don't trust to take care of my baby. (laughs)
2: Well, mine's the opposite, because all of my items are custom-made. Yeah, So it's based yeah. on people's measurements and, you know, the kind of fabrics that they want. For the most part, they're all the same fabric. I'm going to use the same type of fabric for the whatever costume it is, but it's all custom-made. I'm not going to fit someone else's yeah. item. So it's like, okay, it's all made. Okay, I'll have go. Right.
0: <laughs> have you ever learned any special skills just to complete a costume? One, one of your steampunk costumes or any other...
1: No, I find a way around it with the skills that I already have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, yes. I've, so I've, I've learned
2: how to do grommets. That was okay. one thing that I didn't know how to do. Um, needed to do that for my Quinn courses. Oh, yes. Um, which causes way too many issues with the games. But anyway, different story. <laughs> um, there was one that I did just recently that I had to sort of teach myself I can not remember what that was I've done so many outfits in the past like two months yeah that I have no idea what I've made in the past two months
0: and this is a super oh, busy buttons. season but
2: to make buttons you, <laughs> you learn how to hold nice.
0: yep. oh that's so cool yeah
2: because I had no idea how to make buttonholes.
0: yeah and does your machine
1: uh, yes because okay. like, like, my machine is just a setting
2: <laughs> my, it's a setting yes but you have to actually decide,
1: you've read it yeah right right so it's a, it's a complicated process not really, <laughs> 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 really it's because once you know how to do it it's like you put Thing on, and you go, Justin. You push the button, and the machine does all the work. Yeah, so it was it was actually for um, a Kikiyo outfit. Okay. Um, she's
2: got the red ribbon that goes oh, around yes. her sleeves. Oh And originally, I would just cut the holes and then lace it's it place. through. And I'm like, well, that's gonna shred eventually. So this past time, I was like, let me try the buttonhole yeah. version. <laughs> so I did the buttonhole version, and
1: I put like a satin ribbon through it instead of um, leather that I usually use. So much better. And I actually I lied. There is a skill that I am working on learning, not for a costume, for anybody else. It's totally selfish. It's for a costume for me. I'm working on um a steampunk gender bent winter soldier. Oh, so for the arm, yeah. I have to learn, and I'm starting to learn uh, foam crafting. Oh, that's or, so blah. cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah. yeah. Or blow, or blow, or blow. So I've done a little bit of it in the past, and was kind of like, this isn't for me, but. I really want this arm, so I'm like, all right. There's another thing you might want to look
2: at, actually. Uh, either EVA foam or wash shape. Oh, Flaw I shape, know that is wash shape. You can sew. So it looks like felt. Ooh. Um, and you can get it in different widths, in different like thicknesses. Ooh. So you can sew it into what you want to sew it into, and then put steam to it, and it hardens. Oh my god. Ooh.
0: Do you need a pen right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll remember. I'll remember. That is so cool, though. Like that, and I and I can't wait to see the finished yeah, product because that I, sounds I amazing.
2: And the one, yeah, the one thing I'm going to start learning is how to do the um, steel corset that. Steel boning. Yeah, because yeah. I've done the featherweight boning. Yeah. For all of my corsets, but I'm like, if you were allowed to learn how to do the steel boning, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, what inspires you creating a piece for yourself when you do it, if you ever do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to
1: cosplay, I am drawn, I tend to like to cosplay the characters that are my favorite because, you know, that's that's just that's just how it is. You want to yeah. dress up with the people that you like. Um, and I try not to let myself be stopped by, you know, if it's a male character, then I'm just going to cosplay it anyway because yeah, exactly do care because I like the character. Um, and I'm going to do it the way that I want to. So, yeah, characters that I like. Yeah, it's the same thing with me. I mean, I,
2: I do mostly anime conventions for my okay. costumes. Um, two years ago, I did Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. <gasps> um, I did the female gender bent version. Nice. But, um, you know, I won a couple of things in the process. And then last year, I did um, Toshiro Hitsugaya from Bleach. Nice. So that was not the gen- a gender version. I actually went and taped down my chest and everything. <laughs> Not pleasant. Yeah, no, that sounds uncomfortable. No. <laughs> I did um, Akito Soma from Fruits Basket. Um I did the mega version where Akito is actually female. Oh neat. But dressing up as male. Um I did a dating game for that one. That's not <laughs> <laughs> But you know, that one building a kimono, with, like the two layered kimono for that one. Things that I've I've always I always wanted to do Akito, because he's got the, the intricate patterns on the kimono and you know. Just wanted to see what it would be like.
0: In my in my searches <laughs> last night, I actually found a gender bent steampunk Captain Marvel. Nice. Oh, cool! It was amazing. Sorry, I didn't think about what that would look like. It was amazing. It was not what I expected yeah. because the colors were not the usual colors. They were the browns and the tans and the. Mm-hmm. But still, this with the symbol and the the great like some great thigh high boots and just amazing and. They totally rocked it. Yeah,
2: right. I've <laughs> like seen a, I've seen a gender-bent steampunk um, Captain America. Yes. That one was really well done. And I actually want to do it. The other one that I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to make myself is Loki.
0: Steampunk. Oh, Loki, cool. Loki. Yep. So. I mean, I'm doing the comics panel at two, and one of the comics that I brought with me is called Legendary. And it was done by Dynamite Studios, and it's kind of a, they have a gender-bent Captain America in there. Nice. Um, They don't refer to anybody as Captain America, but you can tell by the costume Mm. that it it is supposed to be, and and it's super cool. Uh, I've always wanted to, like, do something like that that's really neat. Is it a difficult process when you're creating something for someone else? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, we have so one I, yes and one no <laughs> so I, I,
1: most of what I do is not custom specifically for people so unless it's for the stage in which yes. case I'm the costume designer and I call the shots so if the actor doesn't like it too bad, too bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the few times that I have made things for other people and I have done it and it you know it is definitely fulfilling but it's just more challenging I find because I have very definite opinions about what I think things should look like, yes. <laughs> and they just don't always agree with what other people think.
0: <laughs> do you ever have to like work with the director have the director come in and be like, "Hey, I don't like yes. that," and have to change I mean, it? Absolutely. Or...
1: And the director is pretty much the only person that can say, "No, we're not going to do this." <laughs> I mean, with some exceptions, like you know, for example, the Ophelia that I just costumed. About halfway through tech week, she came back and was like can you make this chemise a couple inches shorter because I don't want to trip and die? Which, you know, I didn't necessarily want the look of it being a couple inches shorter, but I also want the actress to not trip and die. Yeah. So, you know, those are the, the things that we have to
2: sacrifice. <laughs> I had to actually lower a slit for, um, I had actually done costume design for leading ladies. And one of the guys was in a we, we put him in like a Spanish lady dress, mm-hmm. but I had put the slit up, uh-huh. <laughs> and he was very uncomfortable. Well, <laughs>
0: like, At PAX a couple years ago, I saw a gender bent Chun Li from Street Fighter, mm-hmm. but his slit went all the yeah, way up here, yeah, and okay. he rocked it. Yeah. He was like not, and, and and for people in podcast land, I'm pointing to my hip, <laughs> and. Um, and and it was just absolutely like he was he was like not concerned by about yeah, it yeah. at all. And I'm like, oh my god, you bend the wrong way and that <laughs> goes. Well, so with that being
1: said, there's actually a guy that
2: um he's got these videos where pretty much all fuck! <laughs> he's in costume and he's got these insanely complicated, detailed cosplays, and he's coming back at the end of his cosplay day and you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and one of the ones that he does, I don't know what the costume is, but it's female. And it's got the really high slit, like, this one's yeah. all the way up to, like, his hip bone. And, I mean, he's got the tights on, like, the, the completely um, yeah opaque tights and butt pads and padding in there. So, even if you were to bend the wrong way, you're not
1: going to see anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's funny, when you look at, you know, costuming and cosplay, I did... Um, a original series medical officer a couple years back at Boston Comic Con, and I ordered, I ordered the official uh, to the length of the uh, the original series, and when it came, I didn't realize how short that was. Super (laughs) short. Oh no! And then I literally, I put it on and I walked out. My husband's like. That's really <laughs> short. Um, he didn't mind that, but I would be walking around a convention in that. Right, so I ended up actually adding leggings and thigh-high boots, and, and it ended up not being an issue. But that's something I you have to think about when you're really doing these, you know, cosplays for fandom or yeah. even, like – even like the chimney with the slit up to the hip. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to what the
1: wearer is comfortable yeah. with. because I mean, two different people could put on the exact same costume and be and, comfortable. And be one could be completely comfortable and be like, "Yes, I'm going to rock this," and the other one could say, "This is way too exposed."
0: For I me. did see someone oh, in the I original series, series without right. anything. It's like, oh my god. I did
1: Black arm shooter years ago,
2: and she basically just has like short shorts, bikini tops, and a pleather coat and boots, of <laughs> course. But yeah. I don't know how I managed to get through the game. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. of course then I turned around a couple years later and did Ari the Nine-Tailed Fox from League of Legends, and she's got a pretty short skirt to go along with it, and then the corset, and I'm like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Fox, I know you make accessories and weapons. Do you, Marissa? No. Yeah. And what is that process like for you? Like, what is it? Uh,
2: well, the weapons come from Bear. <laughs> okay.
0: <actually. laughs>
2: um, he does all the tough stuff. Okay. Um, but he he will work out of, um, like, the swords that are on the site are yeah. PVC pipe. So really? You know, yeah. <gasps> so all of our props are, you know, they're, they're convention safe.
0: They look so real.
2: <laughs> That's
0: insane. Yep.
2: It's um, PVC pipe that he heats up and then squishes. Um, Ben's does whatever. Oh, that's so um we have cool. a Bloodborne Hammer at the stall with us right now and it looks like it's wood grain, but it's not. Oh. Um, the head looks like it's really made out of metal and people pick it up and they're like, whoa I'm <laughs> <laughs> expecting like completely ready to go. And yeah. they pick it up and they're like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay, this is lighter than I thought. <laughs>
0: Because I was oh. looking at the site last, uh, your site last night, and it does. It looks legitimately like a sword, and I'm like, that's insane. And the, the steampunk guns that drew yeah. me to stare at them for like 15 minutes. Yeah, a very nice, satisfying click. Oh,
2: nice. Um, the triple barrel actually is just a regular um, toy gun that he put PVC pipe on. Oh, okay. So it has the triple barrel? He actually took off the the handle like the hilt of a gun and flipped it over so okay. it has a completely different feel to it oh, that's um, neat. and then the one that has the scope on it with the um the wider flatter barrel is warbler so, so yeah. that's really neat yep. so he takes things and just completely alters them from what they were originally
0: and that's something that's fun about costuming especially in steampunk there's a lot of like maker centric accessories mm-hmm. that you could do and and when i was showing my son what like steampunk cosplay was he was zeroed in on those accessories because mm-hmm. he's like i could do something like that and i'm like buddy you want to go for do it. it yeah you know right. you know and he because he's obsessed with like nerf guns and yeah, he has like yeah. all of the and and he actually takes like toilet paper rolls and puts um puts the puts the Nerf gun bullets in there and then mm-hmm. s- attaches it to the bottom of the Nerf gun so that he has, like, this modified... <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and, and And I never thought of that. Like, mm-hmm. I never thought of doing that. And 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 you could see that spark in him. And yeah. so, like, looking at those guns last night, it was like, oh, my God, he's going to love looking at... Like, I mm-hmm. haven't seen him today, but uh, when I show him it later, he'll, he'll be like, oh, my God, that's great. Can we do it? Um, <laughs> What's
2: funny is that... Barrel bring all this stuff home and he's like I can do this and I can do this and I can do this and I'm just looking at the stuff going I have no idea how you can even conceptualize that and then he goes I have no idea how you take a 2D object and make it into a 3D object <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like okay what I'm I don't know how you do it category it's a it's a fun partnership there yes. it's like it <laughs> that's why it's and Bear. <laughs> do you make the jewelry that's on there that's so yeah mm-hmm. I brought money specifically to stop. not going to lie. How long does it take for you to make a costume and and, and including, you know, any accessories that they ask for?
1: There's so many factors that go into that. uh I mean, it could take, depending on what it is, it could take an hour. It could take six days. Like, it could take three months.
0: How long did the Ophelia dress take to make?
1: Um, Well, so the chemise itself, it actually only took me a couple hours because a chemise is a very basic uh, piece of clothing. But let me think, what are some of the more complicated things I have to make for show? <laughs> well, I don't think I had to make anything really... I bought most of the really complicated stuff. <laughs> that's maybe the, that's that maybe be the best honest. way to go there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it just does, it does just depend. And it's also, you know, I chemises are something that I make frequently. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of just, Almost do it with my eyes closed, you know? It's just a very quick, easy process for me because I don't have to think about it. There isn't a lot of, you know, there are no puzzle pieces that have to go together. or thinking about even the, um, oh, my words are escaping me. <laughs> proportions. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Even the proportions, you know, I don't really have to think about what those are going to be because it's intended to be a loose garment, so that's easy, but also... I just I've made them so many times that I don't need to think about it. I can just do it. Um, But like if I had decided to make the bodice that I ultimately ended up buying, because it just for the time and energy it was going to take to make it, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna fork the money to buy it. But that would have taken me, you know, days of, you know, piecing together and putting the boning in and and things like that. So yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) when I first make something, it can take depending upon how focused I am. <laughs> um, I think, like, the Josephine took me over a month to make. Okay. But if I were to do it again, it would be a lot less. Right. Yeah. Um, the first time I made the Harlequin outfit that I have on Etsy, there's there's pictures of it that, you know, it took me two to three weeks to
1: make that, and it's not that complicated. <laughs> so <laughs> but when much, you're figuring out, you know, when you're first making something, and you have to so figure everything out, yeah. Yeah, that's the hard making, part. Yep.
0: And you have to be sure you take probably take intricate notes so that when you have to recreate it right or mm-hmm. you...
1: but
2: now so i the biggest item that sells on etsy is the um dc bombshell
0: batwoman outfit i am obsessed with that
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, the amount of times that i've made that in the past two months right so
0: you can do it with your
1: eyes closed now right yes. yeah <laughs>
2: very much i mean it got to the point i actually broke my iron oh, because yeah. of how often i was but, like, ironing on the letters and the numbers that I had to push down so hard to get them to stay. Oh. <laughs> I gave I'm oh. So I actually bought a t-shirt press, like a like a little handheld oh, nice. t-shirt press. And I just lay it all out, have Bear check it to make sure that the letters are straight, put the thing down, wait for 15 seconds, pick it up, pull off the... That's so clear. Yeah, backing and I'm like, woohoo!
0: And I <laughs> love I love that piece. And and at Ladies Con we had a similar piece but with Wonder Woman. Oh nice.
2: And yes. it was super cool. There's a whole bunch of DC bombshells I wanna make. Yeah. But you know, A, I don't have room for it. <laughs> no one's always time for <laughs> that anyway. <laughs> that <way. laughs> um if you make the DC bombshell Harley,
0: I would
2: be so happy. Oh
0: yeah, that would be ah, aw- that actually would be really cool. I love Harley. <laughs> we do too. <laughs> um So, uh, say that someone listening right now, you talk about the costumes you create, they want to give it a try. What would be the tips that you'd give them to get started?
1: Pick an easy pattern. Uh Uh-huh. Don't do complex. Yeah, right. Do not do complex (laughs) because... Start with an easy pattern because, you know, it's really easy to get discouraged Mm -hmm. and complicated patterns are difficult, you know? I mean, that's... Do not start with a Chinese shirt because <laughs> with a Mandarin collar.
2: Uh, the first pattern. And um, yeah. Also the pattern
1: sizes are not. Not, not real street to your sizes. Yeah, not street sizes. Yeah, nope.
0: Nope. So I mean, that's the hard way. Right. So
1: if the package says I think like the, the standard on a like simplicity pattern, for example, the standard sizes I think are two through twelve, maybe is one. Package and then like 12 through like 22 or something, you yep. another one, those don't necessarily correlate to you. Like, if you're a size 12, that simplicity size 12 isn't gonna fit you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a size
2: 6 in clothes when I bought the shirt, so I bought a size 6 pattern. Nope. And I went to go try it on, and oh
1: <laughs> that, <you> know, <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen. So, measure, measure, measure,
0: measure, 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 measure. <laughs> Get someone to double check the yeah, measure. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: the other thing I would suggest is pick an easy to work with fabric. Yes, because that's another place where if you don't have the experience, it's it's really easy to mess things up. If you use any, don't don't ever. If you're just starting out, never use anything with a stretch. And don't use velvet. Do not try going oh, with velvet. Oh, no,
0: especially crushed velvet. Start with cotton. Start with cotton.
1: Nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. Because That'd
0: be slippery, right, right. <laughs> I was just thinking, silk is probably so hard to work with if it's like silk the first also thing. Silk is expensive, so yeah. Grew up. Yeah, you just
2: pretty much tossed away at least fifty six dollars. So, so much funny. money, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: so definitely, yeah, that would be another recommendation. Is is start with you know, if not cotton, then like polyester. But yeah, polyester, right, right. But but even a poly cotton blend, I mean, feel the fabric. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. Feel the fabric and and think about how these pieces are going to come together because if you get, you know, like a really, really cheap fabric, then you know, you're going to cut pieces and they're not going to line up right and mm. weird things are going to happen. So, you know, go to the fabric store and go to that cotton section or the, the muslin. If you're doing something that you can either dye it, um, cotton muslin is is intended for pattern making. So it's very inexpensive. So it's a nice place to, to, to start. start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or do what I do and go buy an old cotton sheet because that's gonna cost you five dollars at the thrift store mm. but get cotton, not polyester. <laughs> you're going to regret polyester. Um and and start there just because you need to give yourself some room for trial and error when you're just starting out. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is um,
2: when the, the patterns have a specific amount of fabric that you want, go get a little bit more than what's better to have too much on that Yeah. yeah. Yeah, always go a little bit beyond or twice the amount, whatever you have the funds for. Yeah. Because if you mess up, then you're going to go back, or you know if you already have it. Exactly. Then you just right. keep going. Right. Once you get more experience, then you can actually stick to the correct measurements.
0: And the extra can be used for so many other oh my God. different things. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, I'm thinking gamer-wise, like yeah. dice bags, like yep. and things like that. So it's or not lighting. like it will go to right.
1: waste. Or especially if you're using a fabric that has a pattern, and you want things to line up, just because the the clothing pattern says you need, uh, you know, two yards. If the fabric has a printed pattern on it that you need to line up, you're going to need so much more. Actually, than
2: patterns now say um, buy extra if you have a printed Right, fabric. right.
1: So there are so many things to take into account. <laughs> yeah. You don't really realize because you've been doing it for so long. You're like, oh, I know,
2: this works with this, and this works with that, so right. I'm going to grab yep. this, and I'm going to grab that. And I know that this pattern works with this way, but I need to Frankenstein this to go with that, and then –
0: yeah, definitely. and it's so interesting to see the evolution of like these conventions and festivals. I know Boston now has you know Anime Boston, PAX East, Boston Comic Con. We have Ladies Con in Somerville, and there's the Furry Con. The Furry Con, and then of course all of these festivals that are happening. So you've got Watch City, and you've got Jewelry, Jewelry City, yeah. and and now the citizens of have their thing, and there's ones in Connecticut. Like people are seeing this and it's becoming mainstream, yeah, and yeah. people want to try it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, I'm always surprised for the past couple of years because I've been I've been doing steampunk for a very long time, and it's funny to see how it's becoming slightly more mainstream. Because like you can go to the Halloween costume store, and, the and there is an entire stuff. steampunk section now.
0: Right, That's where this came from. I'm showing my hand
1: years ago i was like whoa what is what is happening right now yeah, <laughs> right.
2: I, what is I think it was like two or three years ago i went to um what is it the spirit yeah yeah, yeah. and, and there's a whole spot of steam stuff i'm like huh where did that come from right and then i think the following year we got invited to do jewelry city for the first time i'm like Huh. Yep. So here comes steampunk. I guess I need to figure out steampunk because yeah. <laughs> um, Bear is the steampunk person. I am the everything else. I'm pretty much. I'm the cyberpunk. Yeah,
0: and I love it. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Now he's got me into steampunk. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting. Especially here, because I I, this is my first time being at Jewelry City, and just watching the people come in there. Someone legit head to toe old school explorer,
1: old old school like explorer with the
0: big hat and everything. And I'm like, you're awesome. (laughs) Like he's he asked me about Ladies of Kamikaze, and one of the things we have is the all women's game day and he was completely in character but like why do women need their own time alone (laughs) and i'm like oh and i looked at him and i'm like to get away from the men And he just started cracking up. And I'm like, I'm like, I love it. I love how in character they are. I love how it's like, they t- and, and a lot of the people I've seen today take it so seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're so authentically like, yeah. like the gears and stuff. Yep. I mean, someone had a top hat that they had done this intricate gear work on. And it was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, some, of
1: the, some of the women that I've seen today are like full petticoats and yep. just... Bustles and if you've never worn those things, you don't fully appreciate how heavy they are yeah. and how hot they get. Uh-huh. And that, that is commitment to a costume, and I
0: appreciate it. it. <laughs> like while it's fall in New England, right. it's actually unseasonably, like unseasonably warm right now. Yeah. And so we're we're like to wear that and have it be that way. You gotta be
2: really warm. Unlike last year, where we had a an nor'easter and... right
1: yeah no no one wanted to leave the
0: building
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i had to because i had my panel but i realized that my nice little wool harry potter robe yeah was yeah right well
1: you know it's so funny because with steampunk so many i mean so many of the costumes that i own are wool and velvet Mm -hmm. and very heavy materials and so when you go to events in you know june july august forget it Forget uh-huh. it. There's no way you're wearing that stuff. Yeah. So it's nice. My coat you know, is linen very, right. very much. I mean, I didn't line it and everything, but it is linen. But so, so I can actually I, wear it it. But I appreciate having the events in the cool weather because mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of opportunities to wear those really heavy garments because you, you died. like, you just died. But
2: that's sort of the way of cosplay, though. You wear the uncomfortable, warm yeah. costumes in the summer. Yeah, right. Comfortably freezing cold
0: skin. I <laughs> <up. laughs> <That's laughs> <the> was to... <laughs> about to say, anime Boston's in, in, in yeah. what, February, March? and April It's April, this year. It's April right. this year?
1: But, but Boston Comic Con is in August, so, you know, when we're in our 18 layers of God knows what, and, mm. like, next year when I have my full, hopefully, Winter Soldier arm that I'm sure is just going to... You know, be melting me Mm. in August. That'll be great. (laughs) It'll be great fun. I had ice wings for (laughs) Toshiro, and they were warbler,
2: um, foam, and um, the posh shape. And it was windy it was oh, god. oh my god yeah. things wings i had to literally wrap them around me in order to ah. walk anywhere yeah, because,
0: because they suddenly you're a wind be- trail yeah and and what a lot of people don't realize about jewelry city is it's not just in one building right so you're like i like my panel today is over at the industrial museum so i'll be leaving here and grabbing lunch and then heading over there and and while they have a trolley and it's great it's also walkable so you, mm-hmm. you got to plan for yeah. that yeah and an on un- today it's warm but on a day where they have the heat cranking in each building and then it's cold outside you know how do you dress
1: (laughs) and even things like i saw this woman earlier today had these really cool steampunk wings and they were very cool but she kept going into booths and not just completely not used to having a wingspan I saw that. I, I think. Saw, I think I, I saw, saw her. She, she almost like, knocked oh God, over. God, I
0: keep forgetting I have these. She <laughs> almost knocked over glasses at a poor oh, yeah, vendor right, downstairs right, stand right. And it's downstairs. Crazy. Yeah. I go to fairy
1: festivals a lot as well, so I dress up as a fairy frequently, and it's the same thing where you have. I don't have to dress up. You know, I have wings tattooed on my back. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you forget, you know, you go into booths that you know it's it's a a ten by ten tent. So there's only so much room, and you forget that you have a foot on either side uh-huh. more than you're used to, I take things out a lot. Like, I just turn around and whack right into them. <laughs> with, with the amount of
2: weapons that my characters have had, so I've done Cloud, oh, um, Advent Sword, so I had the huge, gigantic-ass buster sword um, that had a it, pine base, which... My shoulder was bruised. Oh my hard um, Like, I had an indent on my shoulder. Yeah, my right. Um, That's the time
1: when you should have been using BBC. We didn't do BBC at the time. <laughs> this was the very, very, oh, very, yeah, very beginning.
2: Yeah. Um, I have two keyblades that are made out of pine, uh. from the Hearts Oblivion um, and keeper. <gasps> and then I did Roxas. I love and it. The, when I first did him, I could only carry one, I, I didn't have the strength to carry two. And then, you know, finally, as time went on, I was able to carry two, but again, you know, they were both over my shoulder, right? which, you <laughs> know, more dented shoulder and uh, arm falling asleep. I've done Chell from Portal 2, and the Portal gun. Like, no. my, my, my entire forearm was just aching oh, by the time wow. we were done. Um, Sephiroth with his seven-foot sword. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... <laughs> to make sure I didn't crack <laughs> anybody. This year, it was the wings. You know, I had to make sure I didn't like anybody with the wings. Um, when I did Ari, I had nine tails. Like I didn't do the little tiny tails. That most people the, do. I had full size yeah. tails. Yeah. That you know, white birds, stuffed with wire that you could manipulate. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: <laughs> that that really like makes it hard to recognize personal space of people around you because you're not used to it. <laughs> which is like one of our main convention tips we have is is because we do. Every year we repost it, but we do our convention tips right around Ladies Con and we try and integrate like keeping an eye for those in wheelchairs and yeah, like what we can yeah. do to make it easy for them. And one of the things is like realize personal space, yep. which is very hard to do with these huge yeah. elements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's the. I felt so bad for that woman almost taking out glass. <laughs> right. right. So you like, feel so guilty. Like
1: you're just you're not aware. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They're awesome. Right. And at the same <laughs> time, like yeah. I think this year I
2: have to worry about a tail because I'm doing Bowsette. <sighs> so she's got like a little tail uh-huh. on the shelf, and the horns. So I have to be careful about where I'm putting my head. Right. Um, and then I'm also I'm thinking of doing um, the black cherry cake from Food Fantasy. And she's got this... Not a lot of people know her at all because I don't think they know <laughs> that much. She has this huge
0: machine gun that she can sit on. And Bear would take that. So I'm like, okay, I've got to carry around this huge chicken and a gun. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's going to be... We'll see. Yeah. We'll see yeah. Right. <laughs> there was a teenager that came to ladies con last year who um erica henderson from squirrel girl was there and she came in full squirrel girl with a giant tail that she had a button in her hand that made the tail move oh my god awesome i could hear erica's shriek from across (laughs) the room because she went up to go get an autograph yeah, and made the right. tail move, and then of course, like, that like amazing. you do, yeah. like you're like, oh my goodness! And she stopped by our booth later, and we asked her to make the tail move, and it was so awesome. And she did that all herself. She did the wiring yeah, and yeah. like.
2: There's some people that get to make the wings that spread out. Um, it's insane. Yeah. Um, First suits are big at Anime Boston. Yeah. And there was one person who can actually open them up. <gasps> like she was, I, we were just sitting next to her, and all of a sudden. E-. Mouth went up and I
0: was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> <laughs> One of our vendors made a pipe cleaner mask to go with her costume, and wow. it was really neat. Um, and and she wore it to to this year's, and it was awesome. And people were like, you could hear people commenting yeah. about it as you're like walking the floor. And it's those costumes that really are like
2: mm-hmm.
0: amazing yeah. to be around. Yeah. We're going to start wrapping up, uh, but. Um, I know uh, we could keep going for hours. Uh, <laughs> our standard podcast is an hour, so we can't. We can't do that. Um, but tell us where we can find you online and any events you have coming up in the next few months.
1: So I'm at whimsypluff.com. Super easy. Boom, done. I actually am about to go dark for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you'll be back up in the spring. But I'll be back up in the spring. Yeah, yeah, I might do a couple shows over the winter, but. But usually, as far as the whimsy and fluff goes, it tends to do better in warm weather. So mm-hmm. I kind of just take the winter to build my stock back up
0: and recharge a little bit. Yeah, a lot right, of these right. events are very <laughs> yeah, very, very busy, <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> um, but then, but I will still be costuming things all over the winter, so. Yeah. You know, like, it never stops. But
0: there will still be things online if you're interested in some bloomers. When you And we don't and like I don't know when this episode will drop, so it might be closer to spring yeah, than right. to winter. So we will we'll then you can check it out. Mm-hmm. And Fox Boo Boo. Um I'm easy to find I'm on Etsy,
2: Fox and Bear cosplay, all one word.
0: And it's um, an insane rabbit hole that you should totally. Get <laughs> out. Just preferably not at two thirty in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> And the thing
2: that I always like to say
0: is, um, if you
2: don't see it on there, ask me and I will make it. I have made so many custom things that I don't put up. the Josephine, I'm not putting that up because I'm not doing that again. But I have the long pirate vest. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, that was
0: really neat. That
2: one, a girl had contacted me saying that, you know, I had the the Archer Ranger coat. Which is also really Um, neat. But she went, can you make it more like a pirate coat? Or like a pirate vest? I was like, yeah, sure. And I liked it. So...
0: Um, and are you attending any events coming up? Nope.
2: nope. Not as a vendor. Okay. Uh, this is the only one that we do the vending for. Okay. But we always attend Anime Boston. Okay. as, um, you know, condo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually, you can find me in Deathmatch, or you can find me in House by Chess, or you can okay. find me in the Masquerade, <laughs> and the fashion show, something like that, but we don't do any vending okay.
0: after this one. Oh, so cool. Okay. So, um... I want to thank Marissa and Fox for joining me today. This has been a dream come true to be able to geek out about this, to have this stuff with you. Um, yay! <laughs> yay! Geeking out. Um, And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us. And until next time, um, play more games. Hi, everyone. Valerie here. And on behalf
1: of all of the Ladies of Kamikaze, we'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard and you're interested in checking out more of our content, you can visit us online at ladiesofkamikaze.com. There you can read our blog, sign up for our newsletter. And if you're in the Boston area, learn how you can join us for our various events, including LadiesCon.
0: Oh, and don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platform. Thanks again, and hope you join us next time.